This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, the business station. This is The Property Show on BFM 89.9. I'm Keith Kam. One thing anyone can count on from the moment you enter this world crying and screaming is that you will definitely exit it one way or another. Death is something you might not welcome and might even be a taboo subject, but it certainly is something you can count on. So that means it is something for which you can always plan ahead and you can save a lot of money on where you want your eternal resting property to be. If you do plan ahead, much like anything in life, I guess it is an investment. Melvin Lang is the General Manager for Business Development at Nirvana Asia Group, one of Malaysia's leading bereavement care providers. He tells us why planning for your own death is important. Certainly, just like buying an insurance, there are many advantages to planning and it can benefit not just us, but also our family, our loved ones in many ways. There's actually at least six reasons why we should do planning ahead. The first one I would say is taking financial responsibility in our own hands. A lot of people may not realize that pre-planning for even our death uh, is also part of financial planning. It's just like buying an insurance. When we buy a life insurance, what are we buying for? Just in case something happens to us, we will actually be covered. So what we want is we want to leave behind assets and not liability. Pre-planning of one's funeral can avoid our family being suddenly forced to spend an emergency fund, which maybe is not even there to finance a funeral. So it is really taking these financial responsibilities into our own hands. The second reason, we'll have time and space to consider all factors and concerns from customary work services to some people, they just want a celebration of life. You know, I've got a funeral that has been conducted for this middle-aged person. He decided he wants to serve champagne and wine during his funeral. That is really a celebration together with friends to honor him, to remember him. We can be really self-reliant and choose the way we wish to be celebrated and remembered. The third reason, we can exercise proper financial planning and funds allocation through bite-sized interest-free installment. Actually, pre-planning for ourselves, we can actually pay over a period of three years, four years, five years, depending on the products that you purchase from us. It's just like buying a car. Instead of paying 100000 upfront, we pay over seven years for our car loan. So the concept is very, very similar. Huh? Also, in the unfortunate circumstance, our family will also not be pressured into making very hasty decisions and can focus on remembering as well as healing. The first four reasons are really to ensure you cause as little inconvenience to the loved ones you leave behind when you leave this world from a logistics as well as a financial point of view. Also, you can decide what sort of send-off you want, even if you aren't there to enjoy it physically. Here are Melvin's top two reasons. For me, my own personal reason, these two last ones are my number one and number two. The first one is family members having a point of contact the event of an emergency. Let's say, for example, we buy a medical card. When we buy a medical card, what happens is that we've got an insurance agent that can call just in case something happens to us. We can actually check into a hospital. We can actually call an agent. But a lot of us haven't experienced death of a family member before. If something happens at home, who do you call? Ghostbusters? (laughs) So this is, to me, a very important point to have a point of contact that I could actually call. Another top reason for myself is uh, this is a property talk show, right? So in property talk show, one of those things that we talk about is inflation. One of our NLP package, our Nirvana Life Plan package, is experiencing a year-on-year increment 
of 5.8% per annum. So this sort of planning, this pre-planning can actually save us money simply because inflation hits everything, even our type of property. Yeah? From what Melvin tells us, there does seem to be some investment potential by way of price appreciation because it is, after all, a form of real estate. As with most property, yeah, its value tend to appreciate with time. To purchase it as pre-need means you lock in the current price rather than the inflated future price. Well, like I, I was saying, 5.8% per annum incremental. We took it over the last six years. Yeah. It also means that our family will not be financially burdened yeah, with having to pay a more expensive price. We still tend to encourage our customers to consider it as an investment for oneself and for their future. So this is the value part. But when we look at it from marketplace, Marketplace means that there must be a market out there that I can market this to, right? It's just like when we buy a property, we can go on iProperty, we can go on Property Guru, you know, advertise this, you know. But for our type of property, we don't have such an online platform that you can go and put it on Marketplace, resell this property. But having said that, I must say one thing though, that we can resell this to our family, friends who has the immediate need. Then they can actually sell it to their friends or their family. Very small fee, like there's a small transfer fee that is involved. So just like real estate, the considerations are nearly the same, except that you are taking into account how where your physical body eventually resides affect the loved ones you leave behind, rather than for your own well-being. Also, religion, or lack thereof, plays a part. But on just a side note, Muslim funerals and burials are handled by state religious authorities. Nirvana deals with non-Muslim funeral rights from the Taoist, Buddhist, Christian, Atheist, Hindu, different religion has different practices. Therefore, that is one consideration. The second one is also choosing the right final resting place for us. So it's just like choosing a house. We want to choose what this taman, this taman I want to stay in. Do you want to stay in Bangsa or do you want to stay in PJ or do you want to stay in Puchong? You know? Convenient location, beautiful landscaping, good planning, modern facilities, continuous maintenance, and thoughtful after-sales services. The next one will be consideration from funeral packages, products such as for burial or for cremation, you know, that means the crematorium, as well as the the niches, because if someone chooses to be cremated, then they need to choose a niche, you know. The last one, maybe also to look at a person's financial ability to buy what they want. Once you have made your final decision, there is always the question of who will maintain your burial plot or your columbarium niche for your urn of ashes. Melvin tells us that this maintenance fee is already built into the price, which will then be handled by a trustee, irrespective of whether your land is freehold or leasehold. Let's say, for example, a premium condominium that we stay in. Uh, every month, we still have to pay a condominium maintenance fee anywhere between 35 cents up to 60 cents, depending on which taman you stay in, uh, which project you stay in. Uh. So in our instance, it's a little bit different, whereby this entire maintenance fee, you actually pay upfront. So it's a couple of thousand ringgit that you pay upfront, whatever products that you buy, then you pay this maintenance fee upfront and forever, this money will be actually deposited into this trust fund. It is handled by this independent trustee. Moving on forward, you don't actually need to pay continuous maintenance fee. What about the legality of this whole transaction? Yes, it does involve land or real estate. 
Melvin tells us that buying a burial plot or a niche is basically a transaction between the purchaser and the bereavement agency. Things are, however, different if the purchaser wants to transfer the deal to someone else. A lot of us, a lot of listeners out there, because you've not bought this property before, you really don't know what needs to go through. Yeah? So a little bit of knowledge sharing. Lah, huh? When we buy a house, we involve SPA, we need to see in front of a lawyer. For ours, this type of pre-planning product is a little bit different because technically you are not buying the piece of land. Technically, you are actually buying the rights to use the land, the rights to use the land to put in ashes or, of course, to in the whole body. So, therefore, there isn't a lawyer that needs to be involved to, to witness and stuff like that. So, our agency was the ones who are out there to actually do the uh, transaction. There's only one instance whereby we need the person to be present or having a lawyer to be present to witness a signature when there is any transfer. So, then we will involve a lawyer or be coming to the office in front of our offices to sign the copy. And so, according to Melvin, investing in your place of eternal rest might be something that makes financial sense, even if it is a taboo subject to some people. And with the United Nations projecting that by the year 2030, Malaysia will be an ageing nation, it might be practical to start thinking about this. I'm really talking about financial planning. And uh, for Malaysia, we want to bring this entire industry to a different form and matter. Why? Because in more developed countries like Taiwan, about 50-60% of their population have actually bought this product. But in Malaysia, only 5% of us, 5-6% to of us have bought this product. You know? It has to do with education. It's just like 30 years ago in insurance, if one of your relatives sells insurance and say, that, Hey Melvin, I want to give up. I don't know. I wear pantang. Don't tell me about this. You know? So even you receive a business card, which is from an insurance friend in those days, uh, you kind of even want to throw the business card away. You know? So those were the days 30 years ago. But today, what are we doing? We are actually clicking online and buying our own insurance online already. You know? So versus our product also takes time for education. We had been talking to Melvin Lang, the General Manager for Business Development at Nirvana Asia Group, one of Malaysia's leading bereavement care providers. In a little while, we'll consider the feng shui aspects of where you want to spend eternity on the property show. This is BFM 89.9. We are back on The Property Show on BFM 89.9, your weekly dose of all things real estate. And this week, we are looking at the eternal kind, beyond freehold. Earlier, we talked about preparing for your inevitable, eventual permanent goodbye and the types of offerings available. Now we find out the feng shui considerations and why it is also a grave decision. Master Kenny Hu, the founder and chief researcher of Good Feng Shui Geomantic Research, tells us that the feng shui considerations are just as important, if not more so, than when you decide what you want your home or workplace to be like. Well, you can't make renovations on where your remains spend eternity, so deciding on a location is in itself paramount. Okay, when we talk about the final resting place for someone, right, feng shui elements is far more important. For example, we will need to know whether the land itself, whether there's any mountain behind, those are very basic. Similar theory will also apply to houses. Uh, a good feng shui place must be having a series of mountain behind, firmly sitting on the land facing open space. If in front there are some rivers, some lake will be even better. And also in front, should there be any layers of mountain will be even better. So comparing to the normal houses, right? If you are having this kind of place, right, it can be a house that will be very good as well. 
However, in the city, right, we don't see so much of this kind of configuration in terms of feng shui. But in terms of a final resting place for someone, uh, this is far more important because the effect will be uh, affecting for multiple generations for a very long term. So your decision will have an impact on your future generations. I asked Kenny how this is so and he told me feng shui impacts all living beings and the yin and yang aspects of it correspond to the life and death cycles of us mere mortals. Feng shui has got two portions. One is a yang zai feng shui. They mean yang house feng shui is for the people who are still living. For example, our houses, our offices, Right. The other part is a yin zai feng shui for those already passed away, then the resting place, right, when the body is being buried underneath, right, then it is having a kind of chemistry reaction, react to the body from the headstone or the tombstone, and also the configuration of the tomb, and so internally it will be having a kind of like interaction with the external factor. External factor that means, for example, the mountain, the river, the direction, all this will be giving like a very interesting like chemistry reaction react to the bone or the remain of the body of the ancestor and then the ancestor will have a kind of influence to the younger generation, the son or the grandchildren, either the male or the female will be affected as well in many many ways for example on, on their health, their career and also many other things. If let's say the ancestor graveyard is not done correctly, it will be affecting for multiple generations in terms of their well-being, health, career, and also many, many other things. Now, this has been a belief amongst Chinese people for centuries, regardless of status or even religious background. This feng shui theory, widely used to locate and orientate structures, even burial tombs, because a good grave can have an influence on the living and future generations. Kenny explains that there has been evidence that shows this has an impact. So a lot of people may find that there could be some kind of similar cases happen in the family, let's say in, under the family trace, right? For example, some mishaps happen after one generation to another generation or among maybe few brothers having the kind of similar mishaps happen, right? That could be because of the ancestor graveyards was not very good, was not done correctly. So these kind of situations right, may need some kind of calibration onto the ancestor graveyards. And then this thing is not being corrected, so the kind of negative chi will keep on going on for the multiple generation until there's another generation. For example, someone decided to maybe get a master to help them, to guide them, to get a better piece of land or to alter or to enhance their existing ancestral graveyards. Then in that case may stop the kind of mishaps to continue to happen or to get a better piece of land to uh, create a new graveyard or the tomb, right? Then it will be able to create a kind of better chi, a better energy to help the whole family. Typically, feng shui masters are asked similar questions. What is the location like? Is it on top of a hill in a valley? Is it facing east or west or north or south? All these considerations are important when you think about the fact that it will impact long into the future. Kenny says it all boils down to how much good you want to impart on the world once you are gone. Usually, of course, a lot of people will ask whether this piece of land it will be good. They may ask whether it's on or not. In terms of many, many ways, everyone wants to have on or good in terms of their basic needs. For example, in terms of career, monetary, Right, of course, after that will be health, whether all the family members right, will be uh, healthy. So when they are healthy, then they are able to produce more babies. Right, the, the family trees will become bigger and also higher. And also, the kind of land, right, after they use it, it will be able to help them to create more nobility chi. Nobility means uh, the whole family members right, will be able to help a lot of other people. In terms of financially, they are able to help. 
in terms of knowledge, in terms of many, many things. Uh. Only by having this kind of so-called capabilities, right? This kind of feng shui or the good things, right? Will last multiple generations. So this is the Chinese we say is to enhance the nobility. Actually, it's the highest level, the highest achievement that most people wish to achieve through the implementation of the Ying House Feng Shui. Now, the choices these days are not dissimilar to buying a residential property to live in. Are you looking for something landed or a high-rise? In this instance, maybe a niche in a columbarium. Kenny says feng shui-wise, you still weigh the same considerations. Just like the normal houses, right? Bungalow houses comparing to a condominium. The good chi being created or accumulated through the bungalow houses because of the land is bigger, the compound is bigger, right? And also the land is bigger, the kind of chi that will be able to be accumulated in terms of functionality will be more also bigger piece of land there will be some spots right can be enhanced in terms of like maybe the well-being in terms of the career maybe some part to enhance in terms of the health some portion right maybe can enhance the nobility the bigger piece of land actually can have better function as compared to like columbarium and also as compared to the condominium similarly so the both theory actually applies to the yin house and also the yang house function so comparing the landed one, of course, in terms of the feng shui wise, is much more better and also to be having much more stronger feng shui qi or good feng shui qi. They say nowadays, a lot of people, they wish if within their budget, right, they wish to have a landed a piece of land, they are able to build a proper home or the graveyards. And also some, even they are more capable, they are able to build something just like maybe a villa or a mansion. That is actually can provide stronger good feng shui effect as compared to the columbarium. Nowadays, much like township developers, there are bereavement companies that own land and provide the necessary services to meet this need. Kenny tells us that these firms, which handle funeral services for all beliefs, except Islam, try to take as much care as they can to ensure all needs are met. But it is still up to the individual to decide what final resting place suits them and their descendants. Oh, this memorial park in terms of feng shui considerations is highly, highly important. Feng shui has got two parts. One is what we are seeing from our bare eyes. Right? For example, we see all oh, the landscape is very nice with the pond, with the river, with whatever that kind of beautiful landscape that is over there, right? But whether it's able to give the real good feng shui effects or not is actually another hidden element. We need to understand whether that particular piece of land, right, whether it will be able to capture the then current and also the future coming, the nearer future's Gucci. The memorial park in terms of their planning, when they do planning, is very, very important. They must foresee these kind of needs. Usually, most of the memorial park, they may consult a feng shui master and an experience to advise them whether they should face to a certain direction so that it's able to capture the Gucci. Of course, it doesn't mean that the whole park right, will be in very good feng shui. It must be also match all family members, their parts or their birth details. That is the very important point. There appears to be a significant amount of customization that needs to happen. And I asked Kenny, how does one go about budgeting for something like this? What do we look for? For the Ying House Feng Shui, actually it's a very customized project. And also it's also affecting multiple generations. The prices for the services is, depends on the experience of the master and also depending uh, for example on the kind of project the size of the project 
So it may vary from maybe from the ten over thousand to about twenty over thousand depends. Uh. Some can be higher depending on the on the skill of the feng shui master as well. So basically, when they want to set aside a budget for this, uh, they may need to not only consider to set aside a budget for the land and also for the hardware. Hardware means the construction of the home, you know. And also, they must also set aside as the software, the service fee for the function master to do this kind of calibration for them. So this is actually a very important service also. So it doesn't really matter if there is a grave outlook for the economy amid a dying customer base. This is certainly one industry that for sure won't be going six feet under or up in flames anytime soon. We had been talking to Kenny Hu, the founder of Good Feng Shui, and earlier with Melvin Lang from Nirvana Asia Group. If you've missed any part of this program, you can download the podcast via the BFM app on Google Play and the Apple App Store or just go on to bfm.my. This has been The Property Show. I'm Keith Kam, BFM 89.9. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.